This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 017, Bluebird is Dead. is the second song on side one of On the Third Day. It was recorded in August 1973 at the Delane Lee Studios in Wembley, England. In the January 12, 1974 issue of Sounds, Jeff Lynne said, Bluebird is Dead is about a guy talking to someone who's dead because he can't accept the fact that she's dead. So that's to do with the difference between life and death. It sounds like the death of the Beatles, the sound George Martin got out of them at that time. We're only using three strings now two cellos and one violin, but I used the backward guitar on that one too. I thought it was time someone used that again. You can only use it in some context, though. The song was covered by Todd Rundgren in 2001. Hi, I'm Eric Winsensen. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And Bluebird is dead, or until I read the lyrics about what I could understand was, wah, Bluebird is yeah. It sounds like uh, an adult from Charlie Brown giving a lecture in some spots in this song. I hadn't noticed that, but you're right. The reason I didn't look up the lyrics is because I figured there might be good lyrics to it, which I was right. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very good lyrics to it. Unfortunately, well, I guess he um, really, really wanted to eat his Weetabix that morning <laughs> and couldn't put it down long enough to record the song. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it fine. I don't hate it. But it is kind of a bit of a lifeless song. I mean, it's just like the last one. It's just there. When you said in your review of On the Third, old review of On the Third Day, that this album just seemed like background music. So far with the first two songs, it sure is seeming like background music. I have to agree. This song's better than King of the Universe. Yes. The problem is, is that the lyrics to it are really good. I mean, it sounds like somebody going through that whole denial step of grieving that supposedly happens. I I don't really buy into the whole uh, steps of grieving thing, Mm -hmm. but it really does sound like somebody who's lost a loved one. In this particular case, somebody, uh, a girlfriend or a wife or somebody and that he is trying to come to grips with the fact that he's never going to see her again. And that's what the song is about. In my song Facts, yes, it's uh, about the death of somebody and the person wants to talk to them, but they can't because the person they want to talk to, they're, they're, they're dead and they're not going to say much anymore. Which leads me to once again, why in the world does he take a perfectly good song like that and just completely mess it up with the vocals? Yeah, I've... 
I don't know, maybe he's simulating the trouble that it, you know, how muffled things get when you try and put words through into the afterworld. You know, they're going through those those dimensional filters and uh, there's a lot of, you know, interdimensional static that goes on between here and the afterworld. Um, I don't know, I'm just rambling for excuses here, but... I like it, but it doesn't really set my skirt on fire. It's the magic of Jeff Lynne. It's a eh song, yet I like it. The other good thing I can say is it is so nice to hear the whole orchestra part just coming together because just like on the previous song, it's all a whole. It's not competing with the rest of the song. It actually provides some nice background to it and a nice foundation to the song. And... I think it, this is one of those cases where the strings really, really improve everything. Yes, once again, he's getting so, gotten so much better with working the strings into the rock music without sounding like they're each competing for attention with each other. They're melding together perfectly. They're nice. They sound good. Jeff said he's using two cellos and a violin, and it sounds much better here on this album than it did on Electric Light Orchestra 2 or No Answer. I do like the synthesizer solo. I'm always a sucker for primitive 70s synthesizer. And I think the backwards guitar solo is fun. But it's all in the eh song. Well, here's hoping that this side of the album starts to get better. And I'm starting to remember why Showdown was such a standout, at least on the American version. Because mm-hmm. by the time I read Showdown, it's like, oh, here's a song that actually catches my ear and sounds like something that stands out on here rather than the rest of it. Even though I can see how it kind of jars with the mood of the first side. It kind of, at least, uh, well, I'll reserve judgment until I've heard the other two songs, but I remember it kind of redeeming this entire side of the album. Well, the first time I heard On the Third Day, I heard the British version, because a friend had three light years and loaned it to me, and On the Third Day is in there, and that's the first time I had ever heard the album. So I heard the British version without Showdown. And then about a year later, when I finally did buy the American version of On the Third Day, it had Showdown on there, and it doesn't belong there. Not just because I don't really like Showdown. It just doesn't feel like it fits with that side. It really does sound like we really should put this on this album here for the American release. We have some space on side one. Let's just stick it at the end there. And I don't think it fits in with the flow, not of just the first side, but of the entire album. Especially when you get the CD and you're listening to it straight through. It just feels like, ah, that part's done. And before we go into side two, here's your showdown. Remember this? This was the big single. And it, it just it just doesn't feel like it belongs in that mix of that album. Yeah, I've always heard the American version. I guess from what I read, the UK version did not have Showdown on it simply because, well, Showdown was never intended to be on an album. And also, this is where they switched record companies in the UK. So... Showdown was on the previous record company, Harvest, and this one was on their new one, which I'm assuming United Artists was started distributing both in the UK and the US on this at this particular point. Nope, they moved to Warner Brothers. Okay, well, I think that's about all we have to say about Bluebird is Dead, and we, put, and we buried it, put it to rest. Yeah, yeah. Put in a little box out back. Got something to say about Bluebird is Dead? Then call the telephone line voicemail at 623-850-3375. 
want those kids sound like the bad girls. Taking inspiration from Rain by the Beatles, Jeff Lynne did his own backwards guitar solo on Bluebird is Dead. Here's the backwards solo, played backwards, so you can hear what it sounded like forwards. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. Contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group. You can financially support the podcast by going to podomatic.com slash podcasts slash lntcs and click on the PayPal button. Next week, episode 018, Oh No Not Susan.